episode 70 of the pod dude what's up we are back man never gonna stop gonna keep going till cell phones eventually turn on us grow legs arms and destroy us dude but until then episode 70 man we're here and dude i'm learning stuff as i do this pod you know i'm growing and i'm learning 33 and uh yeah still learning still got a lot of learning to do and with that, dude, I, I had this this quick revelation of of uh, of uh, learning, right? So I'm outside of a grocery store, and there's these two guys, two young guys, uh, selling. Like, dude, you know what? I don't even know because I didn't hear his pitch. But for the sake of the story, I'm gonna say they're selling electricity, right? You've seen these people outside your grocery store, uh, outside of. Uh, small gas stations, you know, they're just hustling, they got to do their job, um, and, you know, I ha- always had this thought and this feeling of, like, I got to give these guys a time of day, even if I'm not going to get anything, I have to entertain them, like, that their, that their pitch or their, what they're doing matters, right, and, and as nice as that is, and as all good as that is, if you do that, I had the revelation of, like, I don't, have to do that <laughs> like I don't have to give a shit about what you're selling because I don't want it I never want it I've never not never ever ever have any bought uh, have ever bought anything off the street that wasn't in a store I'm not gonna do it because I'll lose I'll guarantee I'll lose right well that's at least my thinking maybe it's not true I have to maybe give it a chance but you know what I did lose one time and it, and it forever I bought something at a flea market technically not on the street but basically yes and I lost big time. And so, um, yeah, I had this revelation. The guy was, you know, uh, he was like, hey, sir, how's it going? Uh, can I talk to you for a second? Immediately. I'm like, nah, man, uh, I'm good. He goes, are you sure I can give it to you in 15, 30 seconds? I was like, nah, man, I'm great. Thank you. You know, like kind of like really pushing forward. Like, nah, man, I don't fucking want to do this. You know, and in that moment, I was like, I don't have to entertain this guy about his pitch or whatever he wants me to do i'm good i could just be like hey dude no but i get it the hustle right the hustle's like uh somebody one time told him don't take no for an answer well let me tell you something dude when i say no the first time it fucking means no okay and i get it i was in sales too they're always like no but do this no but do that and guess what i did one time and i got yelled the fuck out by a bald-headed lesbian who honestly could have beat my ass with no question, dude. This, I want to say bitch, but I don't. I don't even know what she. This dude, this bitch, whatever, dude. She could have beat the fuck out of me. She like she had a shaved head. She looked like she definitely did time. At one point, maybe in her life, she was in a Disney princesses, but then that shit changed all of a sudden, man. Because dude, she was scary. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm I'm mad enough to admit that definitely. If I was caught in the corner, like somewhere with this bitch. I, I would have been dead. So anyways, this this like this chick like lashed out at me. I was like, oh, fuck, fine. I get it. Because she was pissed because everybody was like, hey, what can I do for you? Hey, can I? And I get it. After a while, it does become a little annoying. But look, besides the point, this guy, you know, I finally realized I don't have to give these people the time of day. Like you come to my door selling something, you know, it's going to be a no. And the off chance that that it is a yes that's like a fluke to me and then there's all these clever people like well, well really quick let me give you my pitch look 
you know, yeah, sure, you don't need window cleaner right now, but one day your windows are going to be dirty, and I know you're going to need this. So that's why I'm, it's like, no, dude, I will never, ever need anything ever. Like, uh, and I, if I do, I'm going to get like a contracted workers to do, I don't know, or I'll go to the store and buy what I need. It's just, man, I, but again, I, I respect that it's your job and it's something you have to do, but then you also got to respect like, hey, dude, if I don't want to talk to you, don't hit me with the second, but I, I can make it faster. Nah, man, you can't because all you're doing is prolonging my no. So I say no, and then I say yes to your second pitch to be nice. I guarantee you. It's going to be a second no because you don't but you don't know me, right? You think you can convince me. Let me tell you something right now, dude. Nobody has ever convinced me to switch up. Like for example, the only way you could get me to switch up is your hey, what are you paying for your electricity? And I go, "Oh, I'm paying whatever whatever, X amount." They go, "Oh, well, I can get you free electricity for life." Then I'll go Mm, bullshit nobody can ever and if you know in some other alternate universe where this does work out then yes i will take the free electricity but again will never happen if you can promise me free anything and guarantee that hey i'll sign with you but if you can't then what the fuck are we doing you know what i mean if you got a good product then it will be good then i'll go get it (laughs) you know i've been preaching this forever if what you're selling is really good then just when it gets better, I'll notice it and I'll go get it. You don't got to do all this extra shit. And dude, I fucking, again, people selling electricity. God damn it, dude. Imagine that. You got to wait outside of a grocery store. The last thing I want is that interaction outside of a grocery store, man. It's like, it's like that selling electricity and homeless people outside of a fucking, I'm like, oh man, I get it. Like you saw me go in, I bought something. So you assume I have change. But you're not keeping up with the times also. Like, everybody's doing shit on cards now. So it's kind of, I get it. You don't, you kind of don't know. But then also you have a cell phone. So that's kind of weird. But, you know. I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I just, I've grown up to know that I don't have to, I don't have to listen to you. And I I tell this to my wife. She's like, oh, that's kind of mean. Like, I was like, yeah, but. But what are we doing if if I, it's a for sure no for me just looking at them? I just look at them. I'm like, I don't want anything you, you're selling. And she goes, no, well, you should, you know, let them do their thing. I was like, but but it's going to be a no. <laughs> like, why have them waste their time when I can just say like, hey, man, I respect the hustle. It's a no for me. But maybe one day it will be if I you know, somehow get convinced that whatever you're selling is the best product at the time. But until then, I got to tell him fucking no, dude, you know, and, and you think you think your boy only fucks with free shit. No, even when I go to grocery stores, free samples, I avoid that shit. I don't fucking trust free samples. Fucking no question. Open food that's just been sitting there where people pass by, sneeze and cough and do all that shit. No, keep it i'll buy the package shit dude and it it sounds a little bougie sure but still man like i'm not gonna take no free sample like i'm just trying to give you a scale of of where i'm at you know like i don't want your shit but also i don't want your free shit don't be alarmed i just dropped my phone all good man but 
No, yeah, man. It's like little things like that that like as I get older, I'm like, oh, I don't have to do that. That's great. Like just just little like uh, social cues or whatever, you know, uh, as I'm growing up. And it might like I'm not a I'm not great in social situations. Like I'm not a good small talker. Like for my job, I run into to all types of people and a lot of them just want to do small talk. And that's whatever. I go along with the shtick. I'm like, yeah, weather, you know, oh, yeah, working hard and, you know, just the same old bullshit. But if if I could just tell people like, hey, man, you, you could just tell me what's up and I'll tell you what's up and we can move on. And some people respect that, too. And and that's all good. But then there's others like, so how long have you been doing this? I'm like, ah, well, we messed up here, didn't we? Right. We um, we went a little too far without with it with just with just saying hi right we went too far let's reverse this let's keep it at high let's move on i don't know man maybe that makes me a dick i don't know but i'm just saying like i'm getting more comfortable with like not doing the shit i don't want to do and it's i mean i guess as an adult it's like a rite of passage right because as a kid and as a teen and even as a like a young adult in their 20s like you kind of have to do a lot of this shit you don't want to and then you get into maybe a, like a com- not a comfort spot but more or less like well you get more comfortable with, with your age and you're just kind of like yeah I'm not going to do that I don't have to do that if, and maybe you're in a position a better position than normally maybe at your work or in your life so you're like yeah nah <laughs> like it's like oh fuck what was it there was like a meme where it's kind of like and this has nothing to do with like a green to go do something, but it's just like when you get off of work and something and you had plans, but then the plans get canceled and then you just get a little bit more cozier because you're like, ah, it's something about that. But when in your 20s, like you couldn't, you had to be everywhere. You couldn't miss out on anything. And I remember feeling that way too. Like, oh, I got to go to this festival. I got to go to this concert or this party or whatever. And it felt like if you didn't, you were going to miss out on the best time of your life. And now I'm kind of like, oh, festival, fucking get out of here. Dude, the last thing I fucking want to do is pay $20 markup on tacos, $10 markup on beer, just to see the band I kind of like all the way in the back with somebody who's sweating and obviously people doing like shrooms and shit and they can't control their shit. So they're freaking out, right? And it's just, oh, dude, in the fucking... Just the people who are like, I just don't, I don't use deodorant. I use this fucking crystal to, to, to <laughs> I use this crystal to, to control my odor. I'm like, let me tell you something, bro. It's not working. You need fucking right guard crystals or old spice crystals. You need something a little bit, a little bit medicinal and stronger. Cause this shit is not working out. I'm trying to watch cage the elephant and I'm fucking, all I'm getting is the visuals of your scent in my nostrils, dude. But <laughs> I don't know. Look, um, yeah, dude, I, I'm just like now realizing all these things I can do, and uh, it's fucking hey, it's it's a relief to be honest with you. If I don't want to hear your shit, I'm like, I'm good, man. Thanks though. Later. Don't don't hit me with the second. I can I can sell you again, man. Trust me, you won't, and you can't, kid. And as I'm recording this, man, it is Halloween want to mention that before I go into the pod because this year with Halloween oh no not just this year but every year Halloween brings 
um, brings us a special treat. Well, at least to me, right? So the two things that I love to see on Halloween is one, (laughs) it's costumes that people do and they will look so good and convincing. Like, I don't know, for whatever reason, like people tend to go really hard on the costume, but then as you go down at their costume, it might like digress, right? So you have like, for example, like I saw this convincing, uh, it was like this sort of goblin looking thing online. And then he was wearing some, like some Converse or something. And I was like, look, and I get that, right? Cause you want, then can you get goblin feet? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they were extra. They're like $40 extra because spirit Halloween likes to fucking gouge your eyes out as lo- as well as your wallet. Like it's insane, but I just love to see how it's like, it's so realistic on top. And as you go lower and lower on the costume, they might be wearing like blue jeans and like just some old sneakers. It's like, yeah, you're, you're a pinhead, but your shoes are like whatever, like uh Nike air force one. That's like, I don't remember that part of the movie where you went to Foot Locker really quick to go buy a pair of air force ones, you know? Now, if you were wearing a Nelly costume, then okay, yeah, I get it, like, for sure, and you know what, side note, this is a side note of part one, I kind of don't fuck with the fact that people dress up as actual real people, that kind of bothers me, in a way, (laughs) on a day of fantasy, why would you dress as somebody who's actually real, you know, like, my wife was telling me, she's like, oh, there's people going as uh, Travis and Courtney, I was like, ah, hate that, fucking hate that because those are real people like and i've seen some people dress up as comedians and it's like dude that's too niche that's too like come on (laughs) like that's that's ridiculous go as a movie character or a show character something dude but just don't go as real people like we have those people and okay for example let me let me I'll, i'll extend an olive branch here for you the band Kiss, right? My we- my wife went as uh, Ace Freely uh, of Kiss. Now, who they play on stage are characters, right? They have the masks or they have the painted faces on. It's great. Like that is a persona. My homie Victor went as Corey Taylor from Slipknot, uh, the first album Mask Era, and that's great because those are personas of of them or characters that they cho- that they make to entertain. That's acceptably fine. But I saw this guy online go as Burt Kreischer. <laughs> Dude, what? Why? Like, yeah, he's a character, but he's him at the end of the day. Like, he 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 hams it up a little bit for, for comedy, but he's also him. Like, now, okay, here, but you know what? Let me get, let me extend another olive branch. If you go as a comedian, you got to just... You got to be fucking ridiculous. You got to be extra heightened, just really, you know, doing too much to, uh, for the costume. Like if you're Joe Rogan, you, you have a fucking bone arrow with you, have a bag of meat with you. I don't know, something fucking to go along with him. But to go as like, you know, Travis and, and fucking Corn, come on, dude. You're just like, I just want to look cool for the day, like. I don't want to be scary. I don't want to be sexy. I just want to look cool. I mean, even those motherfuckers dress up like somebody. You don't see Travis dressing as like, you know, <laughs> fucking what's his name from, uh, I don't even know, like another drummer. Like, why would he do that? 
you know? He goes as a... I think they went as, like, Chucky in The Bride of Chucky, right? And that's... It's cool because you got the money for it. You can look realistic as fuck, so... Why not? Um, But, dude, I just... I can't fuck with people going as, like, real people. Like, that's just so weird to me. Like, I don't know. Like, I get it. We all want to be somebody else. and, and, And on a day where you can definitely do that... You choose to go as real people, like that's kind of, it's kind of sad. <laughs> but to my second point, this is also the time of year where celebrities and famous can flex their riches. Now, look, the saying goes, you know, money won't, uh, money doesn't buy happiness, right? But we all know by now that is some grade A horseshit because. Dude, if you can have a lot of money and then also buy cool shit with it and have fun, I think there's there's some happiness rolled up in there. That has to be. Because one thing I love to see is, like, celebrities going all out on their Halloween car, as they fucking should. Because if they don't, I'm like, then why have the money? Like, if you don't get to do cool shit like that, then why have the money? Give it give it to somebody. If they're like, yeah, you know, my, my album sold 200 million. Well, that doesn't happen anymore, but back in the day. Whatever, but my album sells 200 million copies. Cool. What are you going to be for Halloween? Fuck all that. Because now you got all this money. You got to have something. And, uh, <laughs> dude, I, I, you know, that's happy. Uh, money doesn't bring happiness, but it sure brings a lot of fucking fun you can do. And a lot of cool shit you can do, which I think in turn brings that happiness. But uh, I'm being exaggerative, of course, because, like, obviously I feel like more money, more problems as obvious, but, you know, do what, while you have it, do it, have fun, have fun on the day, like, oh, dude, I want to see, hold on, I had saved a photo of the, oh, because I wanted to talk about, uh, who did it, Diddy as the Joker, <laughs> dude, that's the best thing Diddy has ever done, ever, and I mean that, like, when, when, when P. Diddy has fun, you know, it seems like he's a way cooler guy. Like when he did that movie, uh, Get Him to the Greek, he played the the record. Well, he played himself essentially, and it was fucking cool. Like he was funny, he was hilarious, he's ridiculous. Like, but when he's like serious, Diddy, you know, fucking not calling Kanye West back. You know, it's not as fun. All right, so you have the obvious. This is this was posted by High High Snobiety. Uh, you have Kim Kardashian as what's her fucking face uh, from the X Men? I forgot. Red hair, blue, and of course this bitch is gonna pull off the costume that's like, uh, don't forget I'm sexy today. So, and then they have this is hilarious. They have that uh, that rapper Saweetie as the same as the as the same X Men thing again. This is the move of like, check out my body. I'm fucking hot and I'm also fun with the costume. So that's cool. Whatever. But Diddy has the Joker dude. He fucking killed it. And, you know, I heard he's already signing that contract, dude. He's going to be in, uh, you know, uh, Christopher Nolan's fourth uh, take on the, the Dark Knight series. Joker comes back. All right. I think Diddy killed it. There was a he did this like little thing in a in a parking lot. That was a uh, that was pretty funny, like where he drops a grenade. He, he fucking get, he killed that shit. See, like the, the money can bring out the fun is what I'm saying. Like it, those guys got the money. They can have the, all the fun they want. They can do this shit and almost anything they want. If they have enough money. Who's this Lotto? I don't know who that is, but when as a corpse bride, kind of killed it. 
really cool. Kiki Palmer as Rogue. That one looks pretty tight. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty nice. You got <laughs> got Kendall Jenner, of course, going as a uh, porno parody Jesse from Toy Story. Of course, it, uh, with these types of uh, celebrities, you cannot go a day without thinking about them. So they make sure you don't forget. And then uh, Tyga as as E.T., which, I mean, sure, Tyga, I guess. I don't know. That's, like, why not go as an actual Tyga, you know? But uh, <laughs> let me see. Paris Hilton as a Sailor Moon and that other guy in Sailor Moon. The top hat looking motherfucker. Uh, and then, I don't even know who she is, but I'm pretty sure it's like a niche thing. Uh, what's her name? Doja Cat going as whatever Doja Cat is into. But it's cool, man. It's like... It, so my, my rules go, don't dress as real people. Go as fantasy. Come on. Like, get the fuck out of here. People give you candy. Well, if you're an adult, no way, but... As a kid, you know, people give you candy, have fun. Number two, if you're going to do the costume, try to do it head to toe. Just hide those dusty cons, you know? And then three, come on, you got the money. Go all out on the costume, and which they do, and it looks fucking sick as fuck. Now, for some reason, I gave up on... I didn't give up on Halloween, but on dressing up. Like, I feel... I had, uh, I had this one, the last time I dressed up, truly for halloween i went as i went as this penguin inflatable penguin thing it was kind of dumb and I, and I felt dumb inside of it like i felt maybe look maybe it was that that time i did it and i felt stupid inside of it <laughs> and we went to a bar and i was like fuck it i'm gonna have fun with this so i was like i fully covered my face and I was just being stupid. I would go on the dance floor. And even though I don't dance, I was like, fuck it. Like, nobody knows who's in here and what I'm doing. So I'm just going to be stupid on the dance floor. So that was the fun part about it. But then it was kind of annoying. Like, I really couldn't sit down and all that stuff. And, like, I don't know. Maybe I need to I need to come up with a better costume. I think the plan is to choose one costume forever and then just do that. But, like, do it really well, you know? So, like, dedicate myself to a, to a character and just play that out, man. Like, maybe Vincent Vega. That's my go-to, right? The Vincent Vega thing. And every time I walk into a room, you know, I, I do that thing where he's looking around when Mia was talking to him on the, on the speakerphone. And he's just, like, looking around for where it's at. Like, just do that in every single room I enter. Like I've mentioned before, life is full of rooms. You're always going to be in one. So why not? And, uh... Yeah, I think it's just better if I just dedicate myself to that. Oh man, I remember when I was a kid, there was we, uh, there was a specific neighborhood we'd go to every year, and I'll never forget it, man. There's this guy, like, I, and I love people like this. You know, I love when people get into the the holiday spirit when it's like it's a scary night. You know, it's this this is quote scary night, but people are having fun with it and this guy was walking around as Michael Myers and he had the walk down dude like of course he had a fake knife with him but he was like hiding behind telephone poles and trees and when ah oh, dude it was perfect like he would walk under like uh, street lights and then just kind of like 
uh, stand there and look at you and then keep walking. I don't know. It was killer. I remember thinking like, that's the real Michael Myers. Like somebody fucking check that guy. Cause he's him dude. Being a kid, obviously not like 13 or anything, but no, dude, I, I love the spirit and I love when people do that. I'm just like, ah, you gotta tighten it up a bit. Just tighten up that costume. I don't want to see your Reeboks hanging out from your fucking scream, your screen costume. I mean, I think you wore boots, maybe. I'm not saying you have to go spend a crazy amount of money, but I mean, if you already spent the money, go a little more. You know what I mean? Doesn't hurt. But uh, man, you know, I was uh, I was I don't know what made me think about this, but um, no, I guess it's my 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 daughter's school, and it's so different because now. From what I hear, like if they go, we used to have to earn a field trip or something special, right? But now they kind of include all the kids and everything, which is good. You know, essentially, you don't want anybody to feel left out. You don't want anybody to feel like they hurt because they get hurt and they get angry and they get sad. But look, when I was in elementary school, dude, and middle school, you know what? Fuck it. My whole scholastic career. I can remember, but more specifically elementary and middle, I can specifically remember them being like, hey, look, if you do this, you'll get this. But if you don't, then you won't. And I'll give you an example, right? There was in elementary school, there was a time where you had to, anybody who got a honor roll or whatever, uh, got a pizza party, right? At the, so you could get four pizza parties throughout the year, right? There's four different semesters. Uh, within or they they break it up in four four cat you know the pre, uh, periods within the semester. So, anyways, uh, if you got a honor roll for that whole thing for one one of the periods, you uh, you got a pizza party, but you know you had to have the solid A's. If you got one B, okay, no matter if you got six A's, that one B does not get you the pizza party. And let me tell you who got one B <laughs> all the fucking time. Ya boy. And guess what we had to do with all the... And, and dude, here's the thing, man. When you're separated by one point and you see the difference, like who you got to be with, you're like, oh, fuck, come on. At least give me like two slices. Like shit. Like I'm not like the rest of these guys, man. I tried. <laughs> and... Dude, so I remember uh, that one year um, I was trying. I was like, fuck, I want this pizza party. Like, I want to go to it. So I I tried again. When I fucking want something, I will try absolutely to, to get to get what it is. And so one of the, one of the I guess, what do, you, what do you call it? I'll just call it a period. There's four periods in a semester or whatever. So one of the, one of the last periods, I think, is four. The fourth one. I tried my hardest and I fucking got it. I finally got the pizza party. But dude, you have no idea. And I think it was like math keeping me down because that's what fucking math does. And I, and honestly, all the whole grading shit is bullshit in schools. And that's another that's another topic for another day. But it was, I'm telling you, man, like as much as it sucked to, to be eating fucking bologna sandwiches while you knew other people were eating like whatever, Little Caesars or pizza, whatever the school bought. It fucked with you, man. It fucked with you because you were like, I was this close. I should have gotten it. But they play that they play that shit by the rules. They were like, no, if you get even one B, you can't you can't do it. There's no way. 
And it pissed me off so fucking much. I worked my ass off, dude, to get that pizza party. And it took, it, it took what, as a kid, it felt like forever. But, dude, I'll tell you, it, that's the shit that, like, makes you, you know? You have to know that even if you come close, you could still, you could still not make it. Like, coming close is still not making it. And I feel like, you know, with my daughter's school, they're always like, oh, no, everybody goes. It doesn't matter. Everybody's a winner. And that's such a and I can kind of see it affecting my daughter now, because when we have to like discipline her or hold stuff back from her or not let her do certain things, it's like destroying her almost, you know, because she doesn't understand why she just can't have the thing. And look, yes, a part of it is us, uh, us two. Maybe we should hold some stuff back more. Do we let her get with away with some stuff? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Not a perfect parent who is anyways moving on. But at school, you know, they they include everybody, you know, with everything. But I can remember like everything being like a wheel and deal thing at school. Like you have to do this to get this, you know. And I spoke about this a couple, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple episodes back where like in middle school, it was like, hey, if you get this on the test, you can go to this ranch place. I really wanted to go. I wanted to see it. You know, I wanted just to have a day off from school, and this was that way because everybody had to stay behind school and uh, do work and shit. So I was like, no, I don't want to do that. And so, or I think it was like, yeah, it was for something like that, like for the last day of school or the second to the last day of school, whatever. But it was super cool. It was fun. And, oh, man, dude, like just, and I think they would do that with field trips too. I want to say that's what they did. But that's such a motivator, man, like, Hey, you're, you, you might not be able to go. And then, so you're trying and you're trying and then fuck. And then you don't end up going. That is a, that's an absolute killer destroyer, dude. And, uh, there's only, you know what? There's only one time in my life that I can think of where working hard didn't pay off, but by the, the, I don't know, dude, but I'll tell that story really quick. So when I worked for Zoomies, I got, uh, it was my first year there and my store manager at the time, Courtney told me about, um, hundred K, which was like, if you sell a hundred K, you get to go on this trip to Colorado, which they do every year for like a, an employee appreciation, which is, it's, it's awesome. It's great. And so, and I don't, it's not her fault and it's and it's a little bit my fault because I didn't ask more questions. Well, but so my understanding was you you sell 100k, you're go, you're going, right? And then a little uh, later on found out that no uh, a lot of people can get to 100k pretty easily. And it's more or less the fact that you have to sell like you have to sell enough to uh, secure a spot in like the top I think it's like a top 1000 people go for like almost guaranteed almost. And so I misunderstood that. And I said, like, no, I sold hundred K I should be in. And that first year I sold 113,000. I'll never forget the number because it fucking, it, it like made an imprint on me. And so, so I tell her, Hey, you know, Courtney, I, I did it. I sold, I sold, I'm, I'm going. And then she was like, well, you know, and then that's what she told me the heartbreaking news again, not her fault. And it, nobody's fault really, I guess just maybe a misunderstanding or not enough information, whatever. So I go, oh, fuck, like, that sucks. I, I literally worked my ass off just to get to 113000 Like, it, it was tough, man. It was the first year we were open in a, in a in my city, so it was kind of tough. 
she tells me, I'm like, shit, all right, well, I'm literally the only manager, yeah, I had become a manager at the time, so I was the only manager that was going to stay behind, and I was like, fuck, man, this sucks, like, I was bummed, you know, I, I, I had really, I'd really worked hard for it, and, and although I thought I had got it, it kind of was slipping away, but since the school raised me to believe, and to be taught that, like, hey, man, sometimes shit just doesn't work out, great lesson, great fucking lesson they can't tell that to us when we're kids but it's a great lesson nonetheless you know and so you know I, i'm uh i'm drowning in my woes right I'm, I'm so bummed i'm like fuck i'm not gonna go this sucks and i've accepted it right there's that there's that point where you're like okay well now i can't do anything about it i gotta move on because you have to and so i move on and it's about two or th- well, maybe three or four days before they're about to leave I get a call and it's from somebody from uh, uh, Zumi's uh, the home office, right? That's what they called it. They call it a corporate office. They call it a home office. It's home, and they're calling me to tell me that, hey, because somebody got fired or quit, they had a hundred k ticket to go, but now that's up for grabs. I was like, okay. Here's the best part. This is, I think, this is a. They don't really tell everybody, hey, somebody got fired. Like, it's not like a, it's not like a, an announcement, right? They just go, okay, we're just, we're going to raffle again. So that's what they told me. She goes, and we have to do a whole raffle again with, and she, I forget the number of names. She says out of like a lot of names. She goes, we pulled your name. She's not laughing like I am now. <laughs> she's very serious. And she's very excited to give me the news. She goes, we pulled your name out of out of the the raffle. You're going to 100K. Dude, I fucking lost my shit, dude. I was it was the greatest news. I was on the I was on the top of the tops. Like I, it was just straight euphoric feeling of, of winning, dude. Like I won. I had worked hard, I had lost, but then you know, through divine intervention or a cosmic, you know episode i don't know what you call it i got chosen to go to 100k dude and it was oh man it was the best it was my first time out of the out of the state you know and first time on an airplane it was it was everything that i could have ever thought it could be and it was and it was great man it was it was awesome but you know i guess that's kind of how it's always been now when you think of like when i think of you gotta, you gotta be able to lose, you have to, like, and it sucks that, like, what they're doing for the kids, if this is really what's going on, or this is what I assume is going on, is that they're letting everybody in on it, but it's like, yeah, but eventually, you're you're not gonna be there, and nor will I, and they're gonna lose, and they're gonna wonder why they're losing, you know, I mean, shit, even to this day, sometimes I'm like, fuck, why am I losing so bad on some stuff, you know, or why am I, like, I'll, I'll be down for a second. I'm like, what, dude, why is, you know, you always ask, why me, why now? And and I think that's such a fucking valuable lesson to learn, even young, man. It does suck that you have to teach it to kids, but it also helps in the long run because it's like they got to know it's it's not always going to be great. That's just it, you know? And then if by some miracle you know, once you've accepted your loss and something changes, then man, it makes, it makes the win that much sweeter. And it fucking was so much, much more sweeter when I got to go on this trip. And it was, 
you know, it, it almost just, it made it all right, man. It made it all good. And I had the time of my fucking life out there and man, I'll never forget that, but it's all, I think it's a fucking very important lesson for, um, younger kids to know, man. I mean, this is, it's what I'm saying is obvious, but it's also just like a reminder that like that sort of teachings or ideas to do that are, I think like super impactful. Well, dude, it was reported that yesterday, it was yesterday at this point, November 1st, the one-third of the Migos takeoff was shot and killed over a dice game in Houston. Well, that's it. I'm done. I'm done with hip-hop, dude. I'm absolutely... Dude, you know what? It's not even hip-hop. It's this fucking world, dude. I'm, I'm done with it. Like, it's... It's like, what the fuck is going on? Somebody tell me what the fuck is going on. Because in the span of 10 years, not even 10, five, really shit, dude. Like in the span of five years, we lost so many hip hop artists that a rap artist, whatever you want to say that. Like, I, it's almost a joke. You know, it's almost like if you have a death wish, become a rapper. That's what it fucking seems like, because somewhere somebody's feeding you drugs or they're plotting again. Like, I've never seen so much animosity in a fucking genre before. Like, I get it, dude. Rock and roll is like kind of self-destructive. It's the people like who are doing the drugs and drinking that are the ones that end up like killing or dying themselves, whatever. Uh but, dude, in hip-hop, it just seems like it's such an envious genre from the people. Like, maybe, be, I don't know, like, maybe these people, because they're just a singular person, like a rap artist, or, you know, they need an entourage, or they need a lot of people around them, or I don't know what it is. But it seems like, and what a lot, I mean, what a lot of hip-hop music is and rap music is, is like, hey, be careful who you trust. There's a, there could be snakes in your team and da-da-da. And not that, I mean, look, in, in, in Takeoff's case, I don't know what the fuck happened. From what I've gathered, you know, of, of all the hip, uh, hip, of all the internet, like, uh, just craziness, it seems like there was a dice game going and the, the one they call Quavo, uh, Mr. Quave, was uh was upset that he was losing at a dice game apparently pissed off the like the wrong people or something and and there was an altercation and then of course the next thing somebody thinks is like let me pull out my gun they go oh i'm having a bad day pull out my gun oh shit they got the order wrong that i ordered at a restaurant pull out a gun you know you're the dentist didn't knock me out hard enough with the Novocaine. Show my weapon? Like, I don't understand what, why the next thing has to be like, oh, gonna end your life, guy. Because that's what happened, dude. And it's so fucking sad because that dude was like, if you would have told me that was the guy that was gonna die next, I'd be like, why? Like, he, he seemed like the most low-key out of all of them. Like, uh, what's his name? Quavo and... And Offset seemed like the more outlandish, out there, very 
gaudy with the jewelry, all that stuff. Like, and he and takeoff seemed more like, hey, like I'm here. You don't know I'm here, but I'm here, and you know, very just to himself, which was cool. Because you, I mean, there's always the there's there's you got the Ringo star, right? You have you have the takeoff, you know. I mean, I would have, I would have said Travis Barker in like early two thousands, but you know now he's fucking almost as famous as the other two guys. But you know, you you got the quiet one in the group. There's always a quiet one, and that's just how it works. And so, man, that dude, that sucks. Like at this point, it, you know, hip hop can't not rap about what they rap about. Like the lyrics always have to be what they're gonna be. It can't be like pro. Let's. I mean, sure, it can be like we need to come together and make this money. We need to be friends and not get just. We need to, you know, it, it won't be as cool. <laughs> like it's got to be like, nah, fuck that. You disrespect me, I pull out my gun. You know, you look at my girl, I pull out my gun. You know, I get it, and it sucks that like you know, maybe the music. Uh, you know, there's been arguments that the music uh, perpetuates the life that they're in and the life that they, you know, uh, that they're a victim of sometimes again with the shootings and stuff, whatever. And then people are like, no, they're just storytelling, but it's also like, yeah, but some people can't decipher that when they got mental health issues and, or like anger issues or whatever. They just think that every altercation has to end in violence. And obviously this one did. And, and, uh, I mean, most of them do, man. I mean, there's no good death that they, these guys suffer like it's always some sad gone too soon type shit and it's like at a certain point dude who the fuck is going to speak up at a certain point there has to be like there has to be a like can, can there be like a regulated mayor or or some sort of general can we make Gucci like the 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 general of this shit like I don't know I don't know what you can do I mean you really can't but like if you sign these guys, give them like fucking Navy SEAL guys, you know, like two on one on the left side, one on the right side, never leaves their side, fucking just ready for that action, ready to take a bullet for these guys. I don't know. Look, you might say, Jerry, I think you're reaching a little bit. These guys are just normal artists, you know, and anything they got, maybe they deserved or they put themselves there or they act out a certain way. I don't know. But all I'm saying is it's fucked up that they took that guy's life. It was... It sucked, man. Like, you know, I don't think a lot of the hip-hop or rap artists are, like, the best musical artists around. But I listen to it. I listen to it because it's entertaining. It's enjoyable. And I can, and I know the difference of what they're rapping and what they're saying. Like, I'm not actually believing that like they have all this money they have all these cars and growth and a matter of fact some of them have spoken out and been like no i actually don't have all that money or no those cars are leased or no that jewelry is whatever whatever and dude i fuck with you more if you're like don't go too off like still keep the persona of like you're rich but also be truthful and it'll be cool like because some people look up to that as a thing to strive for which is fine i guess in some cases but I also like when they're they're kind of honest. They're like, "Oh no, yeah, that's not that's not mine. That that car's not mine, or whatever." But you know, keep a little persona, but just you know, you, you got to find that like that great line. But I think that that dude Takeoff did that pretty fucking good, and you know, I don't know, man. That that just it's making me I'm it's making me kind of sad because it's like 
nothing is sacred anymore, you know? Like what we held kind of near and dear to us when we were growing up. I mean, dude, when I was growing up, I never, that just wasn't heard of, man. It was like, like maybe, yeah, you had the Tupac and Biggie thing, but that was between them. And sure, there was other people involved. And, you know, maybe that story is more nefarious than anything. But that was like the two biggest artists of the decade of a long time, dude, of like multiple decades, like that, that affected multiple decades too, you know, that when, when all that stuff went down, but dude, I would have never thought that this, like, this is a clear like issue. Like hip rap artists are just dying left and right, dude. It's insane. Like I never, I know I talked about this a previous, a couple podcasts back, but dude, imagine if like, like I said, country artists were doing this, like, like a Billy Ray Cyrus was at a bar and, um, you know, he was challenged to a duel at 10 paces. And on the ninth pace, the other, uh, the other patron, that's what they would say. The other patron turned around and sneak shot him. Well, that's RIP to Billy Ray Cyrus. And let's, uh, you know, let's give a, uh, let's remember him or, you know, like who's another one, George Strait OD'd on moonshine. Let's remember George Strait by playing all his classic hits. Like, that's what's happening in fucking hip-hop. They're just like, so-and-so went out. To, he was out to go buy jewelry and then got followed into the store and shot. And it's like... It's crazy to me, man. Like, why Why do these people want to kill these artists? Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't want, without going too deep, I don't want to go too deep into it just because it's, it's, that's a whole fucking, that's a whole episode, honestly, like, and research and, and I, I don't do the research, you know, we just, we just go off top here and I just say the shit and we move on, but it's pretty fucking unfortunate that Takeoff uh, passed away, man, that is, I don't know, man, that's like, yeah, him and, like, Young Dolph, dude, for some reason. Young Dolph, just because I really like the guy's music. And then, you know, he was helping out his communities a lot. And, fuck, man. Like, do you even want to be a hip-hop artist now if you're if you're in pursuit of that? You're like, what are my odds here? It's almost like being a drug dealer. You know when people are like, there's only two things that are going to be dead or in jail. And it's like, damn, dude, like, this kind of feels like... Now you could say that to like a kid who's trying to pursue a, a hip hop career to be like, yeah, if you pursue this, it's only it's it's death or jail. It's like I'm just trying to like make a hit song. They're like, nah. But like I was saying, like, what if you know? Because if a band makes it, it's a group of people, right? And like they're maybe there to keep each other humbled or something. Like, they have their own entourage, right? They don't need any more people because they're a band themselves. They're a group themselves. So maybe, like, an artist... I mean, even though Migos was a trio, and then now they they branched off to do a duo, and now, fucking, I don't even know what it's going to be because Quavo and Takeoff were doing their own thing, opposite of Offset, and now it's just Quavo and Offset, but if they're still beef, I don't know what the fuck that's... So now they're just solo artists. I don't know. Dude, talk about... Like, the trajectory of their fame, right? 
like I was I was listening to them sort of from the beginning. Obviously, when that uh, that Versace track with Drake came out, like everybody knew about these guys, and it was like fucking fire to gasoline. These guys caught fucking notoriety super fast. Like there was even a debate uh, <laughs> in like I don't even know 2014, maybe 13. People were literally like Migos or the Beatles, and it was a hilarious thing, dude. It was a, it was a fun thing for the internet. Because people, obviously, who love the Beatles were like, what are you doing? You can't compare the Beatles to these Migos. It's not even a competition. It's like, yeah, but it's it's fun because it's like a fuck you. Because so many pretentious Beatle fans were just kind of like, like, if you ever talk to like a Beatles fan, no offense, Beatle fans, but this is you sometimes. When I would tell them, like, oh, yeah, I really haven't heard any songs. Or I don't even think they're that great. They would, oh, first thing they fucking do is rattle off songs. Yo, Submarine, I am the walrus. It's like, hey, dude, if I'm not even that big of a fan, how the fuck are you expecting me to know what you're talking about right now? Like, I don't know what you're saying. So that was kind of fun that, you know. But honestly, dude, the Migos at that point were, you know, pretty huge. Uh, I, I don't know if they were... Again, I don't know the effect of the Beatles because your boy's 1989, okay? Young spring chicken here. But, you know, I, I don't... All I know is that the fucking Migos are blowing up. And, you know, I would never compare those two people. because They're in completely different genres. They're in completely different, like, decades. So, you know, I, they're super popular for, obviously, right now. But, you know, man, like, I don't know. I, uh... You know, so... I don't know, maybe there's just too many people around them, but in this particular case, you know, people are wanting to uh, blame Quavo um, for what had happened because of this so-called dice game. And dude, you know what the crazy part about all this is? It's like we live in a time now where, like I said, nothing is sacred, right? So not even the death of this man can be, you know... um, the death of him can't will be seen like because we have cell phones cameras everywhere microphones everywhere and of course the video of him laying dead on the ground got around and it's like i i've never and that's probably what makes it even more sad for me is that like this you know this once talented guy now lays there lifeless and it's like that's it that's I mean, that's how they'll remember you. That's how you're. That's how you're seen at the end. You're, you're full of life and you're everything, and then somebody takes that away, or you know, or it gets taken away just by natural causes or whatever. And you're just there. I mean, you who you are isn't there anymore, and you're just a body. And it's crazy, man. And it was uh, that was kind of fucking sad to see that because. Oh, man, it's crazy. I don't know. Something's got to change, though, man. Like, there shouldn't be that, like, that much, like, death in 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 a in a genre, or I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, lost lost a good one, another good one, and I don't know these people personally. Obviously, I don't know anybody who I listen to personally, any of the music. We, we don't know these people personally. We can only kind of assume from what they give us. And from what I guess he gave us, 
you know, at least what from what I took away, he kind of seemed like the low-key one, not very braggadocious, just, you know, out there making the music, and he was always kind of like the, the better, like, lyricist or rapping one, he always kind of seemed, you know, oh, anyways, dude, uh, you know, that's fucking super sad for them, um, you know, maybe, hopefully, something can be said, man, I don't, but yeah, but you got too many fucking people ready to pull out their gun, like I said, they're just like, what, you got my order wrong, gun, pull out my gun, it's like, the optometrist didn't, didn't ask you number, like, one or two, right, pull out the gun, you know, subway, not cutting the bread, right, pull out the gun, it's like, fuck, man, it can't be the, the answer to every fucking thing, but, I guess in their line of work, it it kind of falls. It almost it's almost like has to be expected. And and really quick, I mean, dude, most of their songs about how they're like if they if they get run up on, they're gonna blow that person down. Like it's like, dude, like stop saying that shit, man. You're just kind of feel. I feel like that's kind of like precursor shit. It's like foreshadowing. Most of the people who say like, and if somebody run up on me, I'm gonna shoot them down. And it's like, yeah, but you can't predict the future you don't see these guys like how they move and shit i don't know but anyways the music lost another good one hopefully this is the last time i say that but how this world is going it probably won't be you know man this might just be me i feel like and i don't know if this is like getting older and this is what everybody, you know, like all adults when I was a kid was going through. Like maybe it was, but you know, I just feel like shit is different. It's it's the world is upside down in a way. Like things that shouldn't be happening are happening. But maybe that's just life, right? Maybe that's just you know things will change from time to time, and, and maybe I'm just it's harder for me to to get used to, you know, I've never been, I've always been very good with change, I knew that shit has to happen, uh, from time to time, and I'm very good with it, but I don't know, man, this is just kind of fucking weird, you know, like, it, again, this is all me projecting onto you, the, you know, you might be like, no, life's fucking, this makes sense, you know, Waterburger making chili cheese fries. That makes sense. Fuck yeah. And like, you gotta be honest, dude. What are you guys doing over there, guys? Look, I, I know I've talked down about Waterburger, you know, in quality. I mean, they're still one of the biggest burger franchises that I can think of, obviously. Not really, there's a lot more, but, you know, from, from I guess homegrown roots they're they're really you know they're one of the few burger chains that um that are successful and and it's just it's funny man like there's really like i said there's diehard fans of whataburger and they introduced their chili cheese fries on instagram and yeah dude people came out for it (laughs) like look dude I don't go to Whataburger for chili cheese fries. I hardly go anymore. But if I went, the last thing on my fucking mind at a Whataburger is chili cheese fries. Like, 
Dude, go to Wienerstenzel to get that diarrhea. Do you know what I mean? Like, go there and get it. They make a pretty fucking fire, unhealthy, disgusting chili cheese fries. And you should go there for it. Not fucking... Jesus, man. Like, what are they doing? And I, I guess it was... I mean, it's not confirmed it happened. They... I don't know. I gotta look up the details on this. Because, you know I me. Mean, I'm always talking out of my ass, man. Like, they got... A Chicago company bought them or bought the license. I don't know, but apparently they're having some say in the in the menu. Cause, God, look at me, dude, talking about a fucking fast food chain like it means something. I am, dude. Do I care that much? <laughs> apparently, but no. I just think it's funny that you know what I want to get to. I'll get to the point. Is what I'm saying is like shit is changing so much. The shit that you held sacred and the shit that you knew is changing on you. And I, I just, I'm just wondering if you're having a, or do you have a tough time with change as well? Like, do you see that or anything really in, in anything you like? And it, when it changes, are you kind of like, this is the natural way of things? Or you're like, why? Like, why does that have to happen? And some change is fucking good because it's missing something, right? Sometimes you're like, if this had this, it would be better. And then the change happens where they it, it happens to that. Then you're like, okay, this is better. For example, uh, car uh, cars, right? Having the self the the detection cameras to prevent an accident or to you know slow your speed down, like that is great. That's a technology. That's a change. That's like this is only for the better. Less accidents and you know less uh, less uh, people getting hurt. This is great. You know, less insurance is going up. This is great. People saving money. This is all good things, right? This is a good change. And, dude, I, I, we had one on the Subaru. Uh, and, dude, I can't tell you how many times it fucking it saved my ass a pretty good amount of times. To where It's not that I wasn't paying attention. It's just that, like, you know, when you're driving and you just kind of zone out. I was in that and the, the dude, the Subi fucking put the brakes on for me. It, it gives you a head start on the brake. And then that way you can realize and then put the full amount on the brake. So, you know, shit like that is very good. That's like, that's a great change because it's like, you don't have to worry about, it's not, it's not like a change that you don't agree with, right? It's kind of, we can all get collectively be like, this is great. This is good. Unlike the chili cheese fries at Whataburger, it's, it's a great change. (laughs) Dude, at this point, throw the burger against the wall and then, you know, however it lands, decide on the next burger that month, you know, like... It turned into fucking gimmick burger, dude. Like, this is the blue cheese ranch dipped in hot sauce burger. You know, this is the, it might be dog food burger, you know? Like, fucking just make a burger. I don't know. I mean, In-N-Out has got fucking great chili cheese fries. Look, I, I get it that some burger chains do it, but they've been on that shit. Like, it's not a change-up, you know? I don't know. Dude, I just have this this feeling that shit is just off, you know, and I'm not trying to be in this sort of like spooky sort of, you know, we're, we're November fucking third at this point. We're past the spookiness. I'm just saying like, you gotta be honest with yourself. Does that shit feel off when some, when some scientists turn on the God particle, you don't think nothing happens. Mm, I don't think so. Uh, It's called the God particle. Like, Oh shit, man. It's fucking scary, dude. 
And to say like, no, nothing happens when they did it. It's fine. <laughs> Dude, you know, fucking wild. These are, these are the things I think about, man. And, um, when I was thinking about it, dude, too, like, along with all this, like, um, I listen to a lot of rewatch podcasts, and the one I'm, uh, listening to right now is a Boy Meets World rewatch podcast, and it's cool to hear them talk about, you know, everything that went on behind the scenes, how they felt. It was cool because, like, when you're a kid, you think that, like, because of how they act on the show, you think that's them in person. I, I guess a lot of people get that feeling, right? They think, like, oh, this is who they are in real life, but you know, really, that's not true, they, they've got their own problems, but they're just acting on the camera, obviously, right, but you're a kid, and you're naive, and you think that they're always going to be cool, and so whatever, um, but it, it got me thinking, dude, like, I grew up, like, TV kind of raised me, like, I'm not saying my parents fell short or at any point, they were, they were great parents, great life, great parents, it's all good, but the part that my parents maybe couldn't or didn't know how to talk to me about, like the stuff in life that could come up, movies, music, and TV shows kind of filled those gaps, right? Well, it, it taught me some stuff, and then I just kind of put it all together by like watching and, uh, and, and around life too, not just TV. But I was thinking about it, dude. Like I think my generation, 100% plus multiple generations before when the basically when the TV got invented was like the ba- the the babysitter became the TV you know dude i can even remember a time i had chicken pox and uh <laughs> and i was in elementary school and i fucking got them because this you know this one chick in my school had them she came to school for some fucking reason like i dude my working theory on that is that the school was like oh she has chicken pox Actually, you know what, fam? Go ahead and bring her in, and we need the we need the we need the shit to run through the kids. Like, you know, they let's get. I fucking honestly believe that one hundred percent. You can't tell me any different. Like nine eleven was an inside job, sure, whatever. I don't really believe that, but honestly, the chicken pox at Los Encinos Elementary was a fucking inside job, dude. I one hundred percent like that was our small pandemic there at that elementary school. Was this fucking the school being like, ah, you know what, she has it. Go ahead, tell her to come in if she's not running a fever because some of these kids need to get it. And let's let's fast forward to gym class where I'm like, I'm a kid, right? But I obviously know this broad has got chicken pox. I don't want to be near her. How can you tell by the multiple sores on her body and face? Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, cool. Like, it's gym time, dude. And just so happens the gym wants to run a fucking uh, uh, an exercise where we all hold hands. Convenience? dude come on and i'm like okay cool well just avoid her just avoid her and literally the coach goes jr hold and for reasons beyond this i don't want to mention her name hold so-and-so's hand and i'm like well fuck if dude i was a kid and i knew i was fucked this is this is what it is i knew i was fucked i'm not that smart of a kid but i put two and two together i was like her chicken pox Plus, me not having them equals as soon as I touch her, squared, I'm going to get them. And that's what happened, dude. I fucking got them. And I was like, great. And, you know, I didn't have the, the, <laughs> the, the you know, the, the nuances of how it's probably the wrong word for, like, to tell my parents, like, that, you know, how to speak to them. Be like, hey, I think my elementary school did a conspiracy and now I'm suffering. So, 
Anyways, <laughs> I had chicken pox. I got them. Fucking sucked. I remember in my, at one point, oh, but I had to stay home. You got fucking patient zero coming through doing a lap around the kids, but I got to stay home, right? Well, that was pretty cool. But, um, so I stayed home and then my mom had to go to work. My dad was like building his business. So he definitely couldn't stay home. So nobody could stay home. I was, I was old enough. I knew all the phone numbers I needed if there was an emergency. Now that I think about it, it's such a trip to think that like my parents left me alone. I was probably in the, man, I want to say the third or fourth grade. I don't remember. No, not the, it's somewhere around there. Anyways, uh, my mom like came home from, she would come home on our lunch to check on me. She'd be like, okay, if there's anything, you know, dial these numbers, then we'll, you know, and I was just home alone. And it, uh, you know, at the time it didn't even feel like anything. I was like, oh, I understand. Like I got to stay home and you have to go to work. Okay, fine. You know, I was off for like three or four days. I don't remember. They probably told me to go back early too, to just infect more kids who didn't get infected from, from, you know, her name, but so, and it got me thinking, like, dude, the babysitter was the TV. I would watch Unsolved Mysteries, you know, if I stayed home, uh, Price is Right, all the all the good ones. But not just that, but, like, TV raised me, man. Like, all this, the entertainment business essentially, like, raised me and probably all of you. Because it's, you know, Boy Meets World, it's Growing Pains. There was, uh, what did I watch? Uh... Fuck, there was another one. I forgot this show. I mean, you know, but that those whole sitcom-y shows, mainly Boy Meets World, dude, I legit got my fucking... I'm like, oh, okay, like, they were... They weren't too goody-goody about it. They weren't too cheesy. But, you know, the lessons you got from, like, Feeny, that shit stuck with you. Or, like, how, uh, uh, how uh, Corey's dad would talk to him if something happened. And, like, what I liked about it is, like, the dad actually got, like in their face about stuff like it was kind of cool it wasn't just like this don't do it again and you shouldn't do that it was, he's like it was cool because the dad would get sort of in their face about the dumb shit they would do you know and that's just like growing up and learning shit and so it's crazy man like a whole generation and i, I don't think i don't think what's the generation after gen z i guess maybe didn't come off come up after that because like <laughs> Uh, you know, who's fucking teaching them now? TikTok, they're like, mm, eat detergent and <laughs> like uh, play chicken with a train. Like all these challenges and shit. It's like the opposite of, of the babysitter. This is like the most fucking devious babysitter. The phone is the most criminal babysitter you could ever put in front of a child. But because it gets so much, uh, so much of the world and what what it's filled of so fast, you know, Um. I, real quick side note, dude, I can't stop looking at it. I'm parked right in a parking lot and right across the street is a liquor store, dude. Get ready for this name of this liquor store. You ready? The Jigger. Oh, wow, dude. Like, and I'm, it's a small town. This is a small town and it's, there's a lot of Mexicans here, you know, maybe some white people. I don't really know, but Dude, how was that filing that at the at the downtown, you know, business <laughs> area? You had to go file. Like, I want to start a business. What is it? It's a liquor store. Okay, cool. I just need you to fill out this. The name of the the name of the location. The Jigger. Ooh, everybody like you know those movies where everything stops. Everybody looks at it like, um, I'm sorry. 
the jigger. It's like uh, that thing you use to strain alcohol when you mix. Oh, so you're a bar. No, 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 no. I'm just going to sell the alcohol in the bottles. So you're calling it the jigger after a piece of um, uh, like a tool for bartending, but you're not going to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fill out the racist form real quick. Sure. Anyways. Uh, yeah, that's a rough name, dude, to give a liquor store. I don't know. Oof. Anyways. No, man, like, um, I don't know, dude, it's crazy. And like music too, like, you know, music helped me get through some, most of the things I needed to in life that I thought were bad at the time, but I just really couldn't convey to my parents, you know, like, cause Sure, they'd understand, but they did also, like, in the back of their head, they're like, kid, you don't even know, (laughs) you know, so it's hard for them to, I guess it was hard for them to really give honest advice, and that's what I try to do with my girls, where it's like, if something happens, I try to be real with them to be like, okay, like, I understand this sucks, or, you know, the situation seems like a lot, and it is for you right now, but in a couple of days, It'll blow over and either you're onto another problem or you're completely past this problem. So it'll be fine. But I just, you know, it, it, it's, I hate to get nostalgic, but I kind of do it all the fucking time. It's my, that's my power, dude. If I was on the Avengers, I'd be like, they'd call me nostalgia. You know, they'd be like, nostalgia, we need you. Like, oh, fuck yeah, my turn. They're like, all right, what do I need to do? This villain, he needs to be reminded of his childhood. So if you could drum up some like memories of like I don't know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the those rats from Mars that was a cartoon for a little bit. Uh, there was that there was that other cartoon about beetles, that would be tight, you know, like the the same you had in elementary, and it came with a thermos, and or you know also maybe some like images of food, like Dunkaroos that was tight, you know. And it's like, no problem, I show up. And I'm like... I was like, oh, no, this guy was fucking born in the in the early 80s. Like, doesn't stand a chance. He, like, he was there when the Rubik's Cube existed. I'm powerless, you know? And my weakness is, like, <laughs> like change in the future. Kind of like now. <laughs> Anyways, dude, I'm fucking ridiculous. No, but... I don't know, just something I wanted to bow tie the uh, the pot on, like I am very, I just feel like I got teachings from my parents, and then everything else in between, movies, shows, music, all kind of filled those gaps of like, you know, I think I mentioned this on the other, on one of the pods, I, don't, I always, I gotta stop saying that, because I'm just fucking always saying that, but anyways, my wife had told me, and if you can't hear that, guys, that is a train going through this town. I'm in a pretty small town, so they still do that. Um, but my wife said that there was a study that showed that most people who are sad still listen to, like, you know, if you will, sad emo music. Because it feels like you're like you're being heard. And that's so sad! Because, fuck, man, it's like it sucks that we can't go to people for that. We had to go to music, but, I mean, that's... Again, that's possibly what it's there for, too. So, anyways, man, that that's going to do it for me for this week's pod. This one went a little longer, which I uh, I like. I don't know. Hope you like it. Hope it's not too much for you to consume. But, um, yeah, man, uh, wherever you're listening to this, 
whatever platform, give it a like, subscribe it, rate it, review it, whatever you got to do to it. And uh, yeah, guys, I'll see you next week. Later.